There's a saying that the kitchen is the heart of your home. That's trite, but not untrue. Kitchens are constantly in use. The primary family door to the outside world often pops you in or near the kitchen. It's one of the most expensive and technically complicated parts of a house, and it's inexorably enmeshed in our sense of identity and personal style. In a mid-century home update, the kitchen is nearly always the very first item on my client's wish list when they tell me what they want to get out of their remodel design. The kitchen is a big deal. So we're about to spend the entire season talking about it. Hey there, welcome back to Mid-Mod Remodel. This is the show about updating MCM homes, helping you match a mid-century home to your modern life. I'm your host, Della Hansman, architect and mid-century ranch enthusiast. You're listening to season five, episode one. Today, we're gonna begin a deep dive into the history, present, and future of kitchens in mid-century houses. This is a big topic, and I'm going to break it down in a number of ways. We'll discuss why you want to update a kitchen, a number of different scenarios that might apply to the kitchen you have right now. We'll talk about the history that brought us to this point, and I'll take you through some of the materials, arrangements, and layouts that work best in a typical mid-century kitchen update, in my experience. I'll use examples from a number of the updates I've worked on over the last few years, helping homeowners just like yourself to manage and wrap their heads around their personal remodeling goals. We'll talk scale. There are things you can do to improve your kitchen dramatically on a very limited budget and with basic DIY skills. But there are also some good design principles to keep in mind if you're taking on a major kitchen overhaul and moving your cooking space out into a new addition. We'll cover both. I'm going to discuss counter height, island layouts, built-in storage, and the pros and cons of pricey or vintage appliances. If you've got a kitchen remodel in mind, I think you'll get a lot of your questions answered over the next few weeks. If you've already remodeled a kitchen or two, you'll probably find yourself nodding along to a bunch of this advice. I want to jump pretty straight into the goods here, so if you're new to Made Mod Remodel or just incredibly eager to hear the thoughts I have, I'll be right with you. If you're a longtime listener and you wanted a few updates about what's been going on with Mid Mod Midwest over the last... Yikes. Five months? Stick around to the end, and I'll share my news there. So, obviously, we're just getting started on kitchens. But if you're a new listener and you haven't checked out the previous seasons, search them out. You'll find the back catalog in your podcast feed, and I promise that none of my home remodeling advice has gone out of date. Much of it applies to kitchens as much as it does to everything else. As always, you'll find the show notes with links to the references I make and the outline of the conversation on my website at midmod-midwest.com slash 501. All right, so why kitchens? Well, in any house of any era, the kitchen is one of the most complex, expensive, and personally significant parts of the house. So many different services come together there. Electrical, plumbing, gas. The kitchen has some of our most expensive gadgets and appliances. It has costly finishes that can't just be for show. Every service in a kitchen needs to be practical and hard-wearing, as well as pleasing to the eye. As an architect specialing in remodels of mid-century homes, I can tell you that in every house I work on, what people want to work on first is the kitchen. This is for one of two reasons. Either it has, one, been remodeled in the past badly, I see you, 1986. Or two, it's never been updated and has crucial layout or maintenance issues that need addressing. Here's the thing. For all the reasons I've just mentioned, in many ways, the kitchen serves as a microcosm of your whole home. It's just as complicated and important alone as a whole house overhaul can be. That means that we can approach it in much the same way that I would approach any full remodel plan for a mid-century house. If you've been listening for a while, you know that means I'm going to say we need a master plan. So here's my advice. Planning for a kitchen update doesn't really start with Pinterest or Instagram or magazines showing you what other people have done. 
It starts with you, your family, and your current kitchen. I'll pause for a moment and just have a look at that whole master plan process. We'll be coming back to this a few times through the season because it's never not the right approach for a remodel. Some steps in a master plan are more important to you personally, but you need to hit them all to some level to have a successful home update. For an overview, grab the process in my handy download, your roadmap through a mid-mod remodel you can love. Perhaps you've already got it. If not, grab your copy by going to midmod-midwest.com slash roadmap, or I'll pop that in the show notes too. There are 10 steps outlined in that roadmap. One, figure out if you're ready for a remodel. Really, this is a first question and it should be asked. It often isn't. But if you're listening intently to this podcast, you probably have already answered that question for yourself. Two, clear the deck, banish clutter. And this really applies to your kitchen. So many people come to me asking for more kitchen space and hey, I'd like more kitchen storage too, but sometimes we're storing things in our kitchens that don't really belong there. So have a look at that. Step three is to determine what you really need from your update and what you want as well. This is important for a kitchen just as it is for your whole home. You're not in this to keep up with the Joneses. You're making a kitchen for yourself that you can use and that will really last. To do that, you need to ask yourself the deep questions. And four, you need to start from the home that you have. Become an expert in it. Know what you'll need to address in a remodel. Is it just cosmetic? Or are there going to be a few maintenance problems cropping up that you'll need to budget for? Figure this out in advance and save yourself heartache later on. Five follows on that. Get smart about the building and zoning codes that will affect your house. There are a lot of codes that apply to a kitchen. You don't really need to know every detail. There will be contractors and building inspectors who will check you on this, but it helps to have an overview. So don't be surprised. Don't become an expert, but read an internet article or two. This will help you avoid unpleasant surprises. Six, hopscotch over the common mid-century house problems by standing on the shoulders of the mid-century remodels who come before. Or me, you can just stand on my shoulders. I've been there, done that, got the dusty paint spattered t-shirt. Because there are so many similarities between mid-century kitchens, there are common solutions that can help you solve some of your problems. Then seven, this is really step seven out of 10, hit Pinterest. You may have been doing this all along, but at this point, you really should dive into gathering ideas and inspiration from other people and organizing them in a way that works for you, whether that's keeping them on paper, a three ring binder, a bullet journal, or a detailed interlinked set of Google documents that puts all your ideas in one place. Eight is when you pull it all together and create a master plan or the giant wish list of everything you could do. Write it all down. You can't get serious about pricing or practicalities until you know what's on the table, metaphorically. Nine is to figure out your scale. Is this all happening at once, in phases? Is it large, small, DIY, or hired out, or both? We'll talk about that later in this season. There are certainly several episodes with our content on the scale of your kitchen remodel and how to win at either level. And then the last one is just to carry out the work. Coordinate it or do it yourself at your own pace in your own way. The roadmap breaks this all down into 10 steps, which I've just laid out. But in a more fuzzy, stepped-back view, you could see this in terms of phases. The first, most important phase is to get clear on what you want and where you're starting from. And that includes steps one through five, but is often skipped almost entirely by people who just get frustrated with the house they have, the kitchen they have. They want something that looks like that. Or even more cringe-inducingly, they'll just pick up the phone and call someone from the Yellow Pages or Yelp who, quote, does kitchens, unquote. Or they'll 
wander into a kitchen store and start chatting with a salesperson who immediately begins pointing out products they should buy. The result never really works. And I wish I could say I was surprised when this happens, but I'm not. It's all too common. The result is a kitchen flip that would look all right on HGTV, but has nothing to do with the house it's built into or the family who requested it. How can you avoid this? It's not hard. What you really need to do is get clear on what you want out of your remodel. You can start by questioning what I said at the top of the episode. Is the kitchen the heart of your home? I mean that sincerely. For many people, even those who are not avid cooks, the kitchen is a hub for activity, eating, socializing, hanging out throughout the day, especially as we all stay home even in late stage pandemic. However, I want you to consider the possibility that your kitchen just isn't that important to you. And if that's the case, seriously downgrade the amount of time, energy, and money you plan to spend on it. Especially if you have an original mid-century kitchen, rather than a generic 90s update, you might simply make a few style tweaks to bring it from tired to trendy and then move on to other areas of your house. And if that's the case, this season might not be quite so much for you. If your kitchen is the heart of your personal home, then it deserves a lot of your time and attention to update it, but there still isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. Here are a couple of exercises to try, by yourself or including your partner and family, to think about what it is that you're really trying to get out of a remodel. You can try free writing. Grab a cup of coffee, soda, wine, and ponder. What does your dream kitchen look like? And I'm not talking about style. I mean, how bright is it? How much open space or tiny enclosure does it have? Go deeper. How does it smell, sound, and feel? How is it connected to the other spaces in your home? How many people fit comfortably inside it when you want to make a meal or throw a party? These will come back if we want them to, I promise. Write a couple of paragraphs, then compare your answer with the similar or different vision of the other people who share your household. Another way to think about kitchens or your whole house plan is to dig into your past and think about the spaces you've loved in your life. What's the best kitchen you ever cooked in? Maybe it was your grandmother's, or maybe it was the tiny simplicity of your first apartment kitchen. What were the qualities of that space or those spaces that made you love them so much? Here's another way to approach it. Map out your day. What are you trying to get done in the morning, before work, and school times? What does a lunch break entail for you? What does pulling together an evening meal look like? What about the evening end of day when you try to wrap up with dishes and set up for tomorrow? List out all of the things you do in those chunks of time on a daily basis and think about how the kitchen you have and want helps you to get those things done smoothly and well. The point of all this self-reflection is to figure out what would you want from a kitchen independently of either the kitchen you have right now or the ones you see on TV and social media? think outside the box a little bit. You might be able to find that your own wants and needs aren't the same as what you've seen done elsewhere. And that might end up helping you tweak a house into a really custom tailored solution or realize that you don't need some of the things that you might have assumed were defaults and you can save that expense. Now, the other important part of that early phase of design, which is so often overlooked, is to get to know the house you've got. This sounds easy and it's not hard, but it does get more complex the deeper you look. It pays to know where you're starting from. First off, is your kitchen original? So what year was it built in? Are there any odd or out-of-date features that you need to be aware of, like unsafe materials or dated glitchy wiring? These could cause unexpected expenses as you go forward. You want to plan for them. If it was remodeled, what year did that happen? How carefully was it done? Has it been remodeled more than once? The more you know about the state of the kitchen, the better off you'll be. 
The mid-century kitchen, especially in a builder-grade ranch, is a pretty cookie-cutter product. We'll get into this in more detail next week when I chat with Sarah Archer, the author of The Mid-Century Kitchen, but here's a quick overview to carry us through. In nearly all cases, the classic MCM ranch kitchen, whether a galley or a full room, is a space where the big three elements, the fridge, the range, and the sink, are set into base cabinets, which face walls, and have upper cabinets above them. They're basically is an upper cabinet everywhere there isn't a window. This means that every work surface in a mid-century kitchen requires you to turn your back on the room and probably stare down a cabinet door less than 12 inches from your face. It's not great for lighting or for space to spread out and work, and if anyone else is in the room with you, you've got to turn your back on them to get things done. Now, the way we spend time in a kitchen today is much more individualized. Some families eat meals made from scratch. Others want a place for a Keurig to stand in glory and an oven to keep the pizza box warm in. The families of those two different extremes want very different kitchens. But one thing is more universal. Where possible, I always recommend that you find some kind of new arrangement that will allow you to face the room while you prep. If you don't have room for an island, what about a peninsula? If you can't manage that, then what about a two foot by two foot butcher block in the middle of an open kitchen space? These questions about what you want out of your kitchen and what kind of kitchen you have right now will begin to lead naturally into design solutions, but make sure to give them the time they deserve because these are the steps that ensure that your final design is going to be the kitchen that matches your life, your family, and your home. For those of you who stuck around, here's a little bit of a news update. What's been going on with me while I was too darn busy to create another podcast season for five whole months? I'm so sorry. I've been swamped by the remodeling enthusiasm of the late pandemic. It wasn't just plywood and decking lumber that became short in supply as time went on and everyone wanted to remodel. It was also design time. I ended up falling so far behind on helping out the people who'd called to ask for a master plan that I had to pause and step back. I realized I couldn't do it alone. So I reached out to my mid-mod Instagram family in December and asked for help. And I found a few amazing people with great design skills and a deep love for mid-century design. Mid-Mod Midwest is now a team. If you reach out to us for design work, you'll likely meet our amazing intern, Evan. He is fresh out of design school and full of enthusiasm, ideas, and design tech. He's recently gotten me hooked on using an iPad for digital sketching, and I love it. You'll also probably meet Lucille. She's a fellow UW grad and an experienced designer based out of Milwaukee. She's got a wonderful design eye and a real passion for the specific challenges of making the most of a remodel, working a great new living space into existing mechanical and structural constraints. Together, I feel like our design power has more than tripled. Being back on a team again after four years of working on my own is fantastic. In the meantime, the master plan process, our package design work, has also gotten an overhaul. I realized that I could turn the now inevitable wait time between when you reach out to ask for a home update and when I and the team can focus on your project fully to improve our understanding of you and your home. So as I was just discussing earlier in the episode, two of the most important elements of a successful remodel are really identifying what is driving your want, your need for an update, and getting really clear on the home you have right now. So we've crafted a process that lets us dig into that with clients before our design begins, sharing information about the house, pulling ideas on style, vision, and overall feel together on a shared Pinterest board, and digging into what's driving your want for a design through a series of workbooks and discussion exercises. It's been fun and useful for everyone involved. All right, we've just covered a lot of ground starting off with kitchens, and more is to come. But to quickly recap, I've talked about why a mid-century kitchen is so central to my experience as an updater of mid-mod homes. Either you've got an original kitchen that's got some major layout and design issues, or a mid-period remodel that doesn't match the house as it was originally built, or the home you wish you had. 
Kitchens are expensive, complicated, and central to any remodel, so it's important to get them right. That's why I recommend using the same approach for a kitchen that works for the whole house, the master plan process. Start by taking stock of what you really want and need, get familiar with the house you have right now, learn about the history, building type, and relevant code so you can feel confident. Then play it smart. Learn from other mid-century remodels similar to yours to get good ideas to deal with those common, repeating problems. Gather your ideas and organize them. And finally, pull together a big picture plan. Break it down into phases and decide what level of a remodel suits your life and budget. Then you can carry out your work by yourself or manage a team that gets it done in your own way at your own pace. If you're looking for advice on how to take that big picture approach to your remodel, kitchen or otherwise, I highly recommend you check out the free PDF roadmap, 10 steps to get you ready for a remodel you'll love. Grab that in the show notes or go straight to midmod-midwest.com slash roadmap. If you need more help than that, maybe you'd like a master plan of your own. You can learn more and request a design consultation on my website. You'll find the show notes at midmod-midwest.com slash 501. Grab the links I've mentioned and see the outline of what we've just covered in this episode and what's to come. If you know someone else contemplating a kitchen update, help them find the show by adding a rating and review, or just tell them directly about it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode. So long for now, Midmod Remodelers. I'll have more on kitchens for you next week when I chat with Sarah Archer. I can't wait to share that conversation with you. Till next time.